0: and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast it's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian obsessively stalk the 80s movies we think we love or might have missed with these our modern eyes to see how they held up and today we're talking about fatal attraction a movie selection from 1987 letterbox says a look that led to an evening a mistake he'll regret for the rest of his life A married man's one-night stand comes back to haunt him when his lover begins to stalk him and his family. That's what we're talking about today, but be sure to stick around for bonus content after the pod for our Patreon followers, for our True Story FM members. We're going to be talking about... Uh, what summer movies we're looking forward to this season and uh, we've got some really great ones in there that we're excited about but before we get excited about the future we have to look deep into the eyes of the past and keep talking about Fatal Attraction from 1987. I'm Chrissy Lenz, an a improviser and director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona and with me today is
1: hello nathan blackwell um independent filmmaker
0: and an award winning independent filmmaker <laughs> uh, an
1: underemployed award winning independent filmmaker
0: uh the very best kind the best kind <laughs> to be so have you seen fatal attraction before <sighs>
1: No. Um this was I mean I always knew about it so it's not like a surprise. Oh, I just missed this one. Um yeah, I just for whatever reason was not ever really gravitated towards watching this one. I can't mm-hmm. say that you know it's it's I can't say that psycho sexual thrillers from the 80s and 90s were necessarily my jam. You know, right. it's um it's a weird thing cuz you're aware of these movies Mostly when they come out. And mm-hmm. and when the like this movie and then like the um like the, also like the sexual thrillers of the nineties during all that period I was still quite young. And so at, at that point I had to basically see them with my parents or my mom in the household. And that <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and then for for whatever reason I just never went back and saw Uh, A a lot of these films, you know, like I'm I'm lumping in like indecent proposal and basic instinct and and, um, you know, body heat and stuff like that.
0: Yes, I agree. I also have not seen uh, the majority of those types of, you know, basic instincts type movies, Mm -hmm. but I have seen Fatal Attraction um, like just once. Uh, a while back, because I just needed to know what everyone was talking about with the bunny.
1: Yeah, th- I mean, there's a couple of like big marquee movies like this that that you kind of have to feel that you to see to kind of be part of the you know the uh, of of society. You know, right? Um, I think for me, I I ended up seeing. It's not that it's compulsory to just see one, and then you feel like you've done it. I I you've did. Done it. I have seen Basic Instinct. Um for whatever whenever that happened. Um yeah. Well
0: then we've got it covered because I've seen fatal attraction and you've seen babies extinct. <laughs> so we are experts. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yes. And now to talk about fatal attraction. So we start with um just a nice family hanging around, doing eighties family things, getting ready yeah, to go it's, to it's the super most domestic. Crowded party. It's, it's yeah. very
1: yeah, it, it's very much like like a very naturalistic uh, approach that we're kind of meeting these characters
0: mm-hmm uh, they get dressed up and go to a sushi party for the release of a samurai self-help book <laughs> in <laughs> the most crowded party scene I've ever seen mm-hmm. which is very uncomfortable to watch with 2023 20, eyes when you're just like that's too many people. <laughs> Get them out of here, uh, but at this party, Michael Douglas uh has a chance encounter with Glenn Close,
1: yeah, and so so at this point, we're already like five to seven minutes into the movie. yeah you know that first scene sets the stage for kind of like you know, it's like it's like a very basic but realistic. Like, everyone is kind of like, like if it was modern day, it was like the kid would be on the iPad and the dad is sitting right next to them. Also, like on his phone or his laptop and Mm -hmm. and just like, you know, everyone is, you know, it's not like they're like, oh, we love each other. But it's very like they're in their groove. It's very real. You know, like they all seem happy. Yeah. But at the party, it's obviously that he has a wandering eye. Mm hmm. And so it's yeah. not like he when he spots Glenn close there, it's not like she takes surprise of him like he is looking to talk to her.
0: Hmm. And, you know, you don't cast Michael Douglas if you don't want a little bit of a sleaze factor. <laughs>
1: uh huh. Yeah, let's be honest. Like he is really good at playing these characters with flaws that they ha- that yeah. is ultimately their big like even if he wants to he himself wants to be more of a hero or more proactive ultimately like it is his own flaws that it, it is his greatest enemy you know
0: right and did you so the family goes out of town for the weekend up to grandma's where they're gonna look at a house for sale because uh, the wife wants to move to mm-hmm. the country
1: let's let's and not let's not skip over that they they were full-on kind of like uh, uh eye banging each other and then they got into a talk and it was kind of like laying the groundwork and then she says oh is that your wife over there so he kind of gets she knows what the deal is mm-hmm. you know but they were already kind of like brushing up against the side of an affair very briefly but they and go their separate quickly. ways, yeah they do get yeah, we get the sense that they're totally up for it, and he gets deflated by her when she mentions his wife,
0: mm-hmm. but they find an opportunity too sweet because they uh, the reason he has to stay in town is to go to this meeting where she is, of course, a part of it. And mm-hmm. then it's raining outside, so they can't go anywhere in the rain. They have to stop and have drinks together.
1: that's right, so the the chance encounter that they meet again, you know, um yeah, he works for like a publishing company, and she's like right there in the meeting, and he's like, "Aha."
0: Mm-hmm. and then while they're having drinks, they have this conversation where she goes, "You must be very discreet. Are you discreet? I am <laughs> me too."
1: Yeah, she is very like we can't talk about this movie without talking about like the politics of the eighties, you know? Right. Which is women finally getting a chance to get what they want and to say what they want. Mm-hmm. And and in many ways, men being promised to have the world and and in this case, it's like I feel like I should have more than what I ha- I get to have, you right? Know? Like I'm supposed to, you know, um, have money. I'm supposed to have a fancy car. I'm supposed to have a great life. I was <laughs> supposed to have a car phone, and instead, he's living this domestic life, and so he is feeling like he deserves more in life, and she is saying, I- "I'm going, I'm going to have what I want."
0: Right. Well, and he's, you know, he sort of has it all, though, because he's going to have this house in the suburbs and he's got this beautiful wife and, and lovely family. He's climbing oh, yeah, the, the corporate ladder. The gorgeous Anne Archer. Yes. You know, he's moving up at his firm. He's doing all the things he's supposed to do. So having an affair is, seems like just another thing he's supposed to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And we don't get the sense that he's had an affair before.
0: OK, you know? I was going to ask if you thought that.
1: Yeah, I didn't get the sense like he I mean, he is thrilled and excited about pursuing this, but I didn't get the sense like he's done this before, because. Mm-hmm. um, Like during that post rain soaked lunch, like he seemed pretty cowardly about a lot of this, like he seemed pretty like he was excited, but he seemed pretty kind of scared by nervous. her. Frank, yeah, nervous by her frankness. So it wasn't yeah. like he, he it wasn't like he had any moves about like trying to impress her.
0: Right. No, it seemed like he was trying to impress her and then was like almost about to back down and then was just like, let's get the check.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, there was still I felt the thrill of a first time experience.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, so they go to pound town. In mm-hmm. Yeah, so is... she, yeah,
1: she's away for the weekend. So he has this kind of blank check to kind of do to have this experience, you know?
0: Yes. And they're, the grossest part of it is that they're doing it like on the sink. And there's mm-hmm. dirty dishes in there. There's dirty dishes in there. Come on. <laughs> I, and they're so... like splashing each other with sink water. And I'm just yeah. like, no, have... this is not hot. <laughs> I have
1: certain lines that cannot be passed. That's I, I would say that's one of them.
0: Yeah, don't um, don't go near the dirty dishes.
1: And I also wrote down that, damn it, the spaghetti is the meal of their deceit. Like, it I, is. I was not happy with that as a as a pro spaghetti and and general noodle vor. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, the irony, the irony.
0: As a noodle enthusiast, mm-hmm. you don't want that being the flagship meal of adulterers. Yes, yes, so
1: uh,
0: but then they go out dancing, and I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. "I wonder if he ever takes his wife out dancing, yeah, I bet not,
1: I bet not, I bet I bet he's not into it, and so it 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 um, yeah, i i well, this is ultimately about long term versus short term This is like you know, like so after the dancing, she wants to snuggle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's when he starts to worm and squirm, you know. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. Like she, she, at the at the, you know, she was they were full on like ooh affair, ooh affair. Like she, it wasn't like she. I mean, she fully knew that he was married, and they were kind of speaking this sexy like, oh, should we get out and do this, et cetera, and and now she's shifted gears. You yeah know? it's like he's saying like wait a minute like we were full-on like doing the 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 walk and talk of sexy one night stand time
0: mm-hmm. and now
1: she's shifted gears to cuddling
0: and she won't let go we immediately see that she's not gonna let go she calls him the next day you left and I want. I just want to spend more time with you. So they go to the park and run all around with the dog. They're, yeah, he's got. Uh, he still
1: got one day left before Ann Archer and his daughter come home. You know.
0: So he decides to spend it with her.
1: Yeah. So it becomes like. So he reluctantly makes it a two day or two night stand. Yeah. But um, he's he's definitely pushed. Like he's not thrilled by this at all now he's pushing like she does some exciting stuff but he's kind of pushing her away she knows that she feels it you know and that's where she she realizes oh he's fully gonna say this isn't working and
0: detach and so she turns on the crazy charm and like rips his clothes off cuts her wrists and yeah. sort of forces him to stay by uh, attempting suicide which yeah. is you know a go to move
1: right i mean it's surprising that it's this early in the relationship but she she definitely puts the ga- <laughs> the pedal the gas pedal down um mm-hmm. yeah so she has slit her wrist and starts massaging his face and hands and starts getting blood all over her so at this point on day 2 of the relationship it's like okay this is this is a bit much
0: yeah it's not going to work out but he like he bandages her up and he stays with her mm. and he tries to let her down gently and that's the whole problem is that he keeps being like i'll call you sometime and it's like no like she even says i would have more respect for you if you just told me to fuck off and he's like okay then fuck off and it's like well it's too late she already cut her wrists and stuff <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I do respect you more now, but uh, yeah.
0: But it's not huh. gonna work. Yeah. Um. His family comes home. We think maybe this is all over. The uh, you know, they go see the house in the country. They love the house in the country. He's trying to just put his life back together, but she's at the office. Yeah. Everyone's like, it's like, at- oh,
1: yeah. Oh shit! I can't just. Get away from her because she's still kind of involved with the publishing deal that they're working on. You know? Yep.
0: So she shows up shoulder pads for days and she's like, I just want to tell you I'm okay, and I appreciate you and let's go see Madam Butterfly. And when he says no, that's when she freaks out Mm -hmm. again. She freaks out again. So we get this really neat scene. That's kind of, you know, it's got to be like a famous scene for this movie where she's sitting in the dark, turning on and off her lamp, just like looking like a uh, a completely demolished person. And he's like bowling and having a great time with his wife and his best friends.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, bowling's and we go fun. back and
0: forth. Bowling, lights off, lights on. Bowling, lights off, lights on. Uh, it's like uh, you get the sense that he has destroyed her Mm -hmm. she starts calling she won't stop calling Uh, he's trying to spend time with his wife and his friends and do all the things he used to do but she won't stop calling she hangs up every time uh, the wife answers and finally she gets a hold of him at 2am and tells him to meet up don't disappoint me she says
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and she reveals dun 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 she's in love with him and she's pregnant
1: yeah this becomes now and we, ne- we never know if it's the truth or not but we assume right. it is I'm going to I as an audience member assume that it is um, really
0: I always sort of assume that it wasn't
1: right Um.
0: but I he mean, did say the ultimately... doctor confirmed it
1: uh huh <laughs> um, ultimately when it, it's, I, so I, I, you know, I know we're only partially, partially through the movie, but I wanted to talk about like how well this movie, like ultimately like a, a thriller makes you anxious.
0: Yeah, and it really this, does.
1: It this, and, and, and you want to see the 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 move counter move move counter move, and and this movie does an excellent job of constantly twisting the knife and Mm -hmm. and raising the stakes and taking another turn and another turn and another turn, you know, um and then like so really there's a you know like any kind of thriller does this but these like sexual thrillers are dealing with the adult world. You know, right. it's it's ultimately kind of a a subgenre within the, the thrillers. You know, like if you had like what are other thrillers like? It's almost like, you know, it could be like a, a political thriller or like clear mm-hmm. and present danger mm-hmm. an action thriller. But it's ultimately about making these twists and turns and raising the stakes and and constantly juicing it. You know, it kind of strays into. um. Uh, like Greek tragedy, but it also kinda strays into like slasher movie at a couple of points.
0: It does. It like it's it's very scary. And, you know, speaking of upping the stakes, like she won't stop calling. So he has his number changed and unlisted. Mm -hmm. Thinking that and he just keeps thinking, I'm gonna get back to normal. I'm gonna get rid of this chick and I'm gonna get back to normal and my wife's never gonna find out and everything's gonna be fine. So he has his number unlisted and then bada boop. She's at his house.
1: Yeah. And so this her saying she's pregnant is really like takes things up so high at this point. Like it's not they're now tied. um, They are past the point of no return in some way. They are now tied potentially uh, forever or until her death. You know,
0: Spoiler alert. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but that's what we're thinking, too. It's like at, at this point, it's like, how far is she going to go? And we're thinking on him. At what point is he going to try to kill her?
0: Mm hmm. And he goes to her place and like, you know, is very threatening to her. And, and she's like, I just want to be part of your life as the mother of your child. I want I want some respect. I'm not just some one night stand that you think you can have your way with and walk away from um and he's like you're sick, you're crazy, you need to get help and she's like I want respect. Uh and they have a whole big fight. Um mm-hmm. she has learned that they're moving to this new house.
1: Right. Which um, he was not into. Like again, like him feeling almost kind of like trapped by the domestic life. That this was like a further step into that trap, you know, Mm -hmm. into the uh, into like he would rather be part of the exciting New York Manhattan scene. Yeah. Rather than to move upstate.
0: And commute and be a Mr. Commuter with a a house and a little farm like uh, for Mm -hmm. his daughter. But now he's like, no, I'm super into it. Uh, there's a crazy lady in New York. I'm I'm gonna buy a rabbit and bring it home. She destroys his car with like, what did you think? Acid? Like, how did you do that?
1: Yeah, what the f was that? Yeah, I, that I didn't know. It it must have been some sort of household product
0: because um, the car was like bubbling and steaming.
1: Yeah, um, it was probably pretty cold. Yeah, it's I, I'm sure there's a very obvious answer and we're dumb, but yeah. Um,
0: but We're yeah, not she... down with the ways of uh, 1980s car destruction, right? Obviously. Um, she follows him home, and he meanwhile he's listening to this cassette tape that she made. Yeah, which if, is like, totally and, you know, evidence
1: like that he never presents to the police. Spoiler: He goes to the police at some point. You he know, goes to like, the police
0: right after this.
1: Yeah, that's a huge amount of evidence right there. He should be mm-hmm. at this point collecting an evidence box.
0: Yeah. Cause she's like ranting into this cassette tape. You thought you should get away with it. You can't. You can't. I won't be ignored. Yeah. Um Yeah, she's uh, and- leaving behind evidence, but it's pretty scary.
1: Mm-hmm. And and so this is kind of so I wanna talk I wanna talk to you about who like what are the the moment, like who you know so one of the reasons this was so zeitgeisty in the 80s is because men it, 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 it's like not everyone loved michael mm. douglas because he's such a coward and, and he ultimately makes all the mistakes that he kind of yeah. deserves but yeah. women were feeling the empowerment of and also feeling like many women sided with Glenn Close other than the violent turns and many men sided with with Michael Douglas other than the huge mistakes he makes. Like, where do you feel that you're... When did you feel anxious about, uh, you know, siding with certain characters? Like, were there were there any moments where you felt Glenn Close's um, you know, side?
0: Well, I think that they do a good job of showing you that she's not a, a mentally stable person. That right. she's not, you know, um, she's already not um, in a place to be making, like, good, rational choices. Like, immediately showing us at the park when she's like, but that's not funny. My dad died of a heart attack. Just kidding no, he didn't and we later find out that he did like like that moment and then when she cuts her wrist and stuff, you're like, okay, yeah we didn't he didn't choose wisely when it comes to sexy time a, affairs. yeah, exactly <laughs> no he, no
1: he, string it was you know he was looking for no strings attached. he found lots of strings attached.
0: So many strings. Which is like, if you don't really know someone, that's the risk, right? So yeah. I definitely was on Glenn Close's side of being like, you know, you thought that you could just have this one night stand, but I have feelings for you and I won't just be thrown away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but in the end, I'm really uh, the only person whose side it makes sense to be on is the wife's side.
1: Yes, the wife's side and 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 the baby girl. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely felt like it's almost, it's weird. Like the further you got away from Glenn Close's most extreme actions, like slitting her wrists in, in, you know, like once you got a half hour away from that, you did start to feel a little more, more of her point of view. But then once she, she really steps over the line, um, like with with um with some of her actions, and at, at the point that she, you know, when they move out to the country, and she then kidnaps their daughter when she takes her from, you know, just takes her on a roller coaster ride. At that point, she at that point, I she's a villain from my point of view yeah
0: well but before it, that she yeah. she boils the family rabbit oh like, yeah
1: yeah at that point at that point it, it's yeah i forgot that that was before at that point it's game over but at yeah. the same time i do like i do feel michael douglas's anxiety when things happen to him but it's almost a generalized anxiety like i still feel like he deserves the th- the consequences that happen to him for the most part
0: well because you're right he is a coward even in that scene like so the bunny's been boiled the little girl is devastated the wife's like why didn't you call the police this is the moment when he decides to come clean and Mm -hmm. tell her and then when he calls glenn close to be like well i told my wife so yeah bada boop to you uh he's being such a coward he's like why don't you speak to her about mm-hmm. it, like he he's still just trying to get out of it. He's like, "Here's the latest tactic I tried to get out of it. I told my wife about us."
1: Yeah, I, I feel like so. I I feel like there's a, a lot of great scenes or great moments in the movie, and that's one of them. Yeah, you know, um, I feel like if we're just talking about like iconic moments or moments that really make this thriller kind of reach a certain height. Obviously, like the the bunny rabbit <laughs> as much as I, you know, am pro bunny rabbit, like it, just in terms of a piece of drama that mm-hmm. um, that, that that's a, an excellent iconic moment, you know, yes. Um, and then and then the scene where he just tells tells her and and then the wife tells it like the whole thing. It's like it's so frustrating. It's like, well, if I just wish the characters would just tell each other the truth. And and they do, and they flip it in a this whole story in a direction, and they don't lose momentum; they gain momentum because mm-hmm. of. Then it's it's the move counter move.
0: Yeah, and the the as you said, the move counter moves get are escalating really quickly because the next thing she does is kidnap the little girl from school, mm-hmm. and take her to an amusement yeah. park.
1: And I and I feel like that is one of the. Because at that point, we're now siding with Beth. We're siding with Ann Archer. Mm-hmm. At this point, she is the only... She is the true victim of the movie. Yeah. You know? like She made no mistakes. And at this point, this is it, I felt this is when I felt the most anxiety in the whole movie.
0: When she's driving around, like, where are you? Where are you? Where are you?
1: Yeah. I when was she, like, she's running through... Girl- yeah,
0: don't drive around like uh-huh. driving around looking at random kids on the street. And of course, she crashes. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's like, go, oh, this is not the right way to be doing it. It gave that part gave me so much anxiety because I was like, stop driving around. Yeah,
1: yeah. And know. and I think. So we're going to get so. This fa- this famously, or spoiler, if you don't know. So this ha- they reshot the ending, okay. Um, because the original so, ending was not as let's say dramatic.
0: Well, real quick. So what happens is like he goes and attacks her at the house, uh, but he doesn't kill her. He almost kills her. Right.
1: He he almost murdered murders Glenn Close, but he at the very end he doesn't ha- he can't do it.
0: He goes to the police. She comes to the house.
1: Yeah, and the um, police are like. Eh, we still don't have much evidence, but we'll kind of do it. But he kind of feels better by it. Like the police are really not much of a a force here.
0: No, and the police and even his friend Jimmy, like when he tells them the story, they're like, "Well, this is kind of on you, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. You you want you don't want us to escalate this situation anymore." And now he's like, yeah. "No, it's it. It's been escalated as much as it can be. Like, uh, like she's missing." Seems-
1: yeah, like like you say, it's like, well, why doesn't he tell someone else? Why doesn't he go to the police? He does, but there's he doesn't really get any help when he does it.
0: Nope. So she shows up at the country house while the wife's taking a bath. She's in the steam of the mirror while he's downstairs eating fruit roll-ups, and yeah. uh, she's attacking the wife, attacking the wife. Um, uh, the wife gets the upper hand and escapes. Uh, he drowns her in the bathtub she pops up for one last final villain scare and the wife shoots her in the chest.
1: Yeah. So, so the point that the reshoot, the point that the reshoot starts is when she's drawing the bath. So that whole the whole last couple of scenes is all reshoot.
0: Okay. Um, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So what happened before um, was that Glenn Close killed herself and framed michael douglas and so he gets arrested but then beth finds something that exonerates him um or will potentially exonerate him you know right because
0: they spend a lot of time showing you that he touched the knife he touched the knife he touched the knife yeah and he left the knife behind so that makes sense to me
1: so, when they tested the movie, it just like everything was working, but the ending just felt flat for the test audiences mm-hmm. um, and so, what they ended up coming up with was a very poppy and <laughs> it's like, oh well, yeah, she just shoots him like suddenly, like a gun materializes in the story, yeah, um, but they I think they were capitalizing on the energy of the Ann Archer phone scene Mm in the Ann Archer looking for her kid scene, like when Mm -hmm. we felt the most anxiety about someone who didn't deserve it. Right. And and so Michael Douglas can still fail to kill her, but we're not going to feel that, yeah, unless Ann Archer does it.
0: Right. And unless she's like, legit gonna kill this poor innocent woman who's been through so much
1: mm-hmm. but yeah it 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 got criticism, including from like Glenn Close was very reluctant to shoot this new ending,
0: yeah, um
1: but well, yeah. I think
0: in the big picture the the other ending makes the most sense, right um, yeah,
1: yeah. it's just it's oh it it it's the i feel like it's the question of what is the most controlling factor? Is it the characters, which makes sense, or is it ultimately the, the genre? Is it, right. is, is it a Greek tragedy or is it more of a adult drama?
0: Well, and I think that the, so the mini that's out now on, uh, I think Showtime, uh, with Joshua Jackson, uh, does follow that storyline, uh, more faithfully because it starts out with him getting paroled for having killed Alex Forrest
1: Hmm. yeah and that's interesting like, yeah it, it looks like it almost so it looks like it's flashing back and revealing things right. about what happened with maybe the idea of the original ending I think so yeah
0: Um, I've seen a few episodes of it but I haven't seen the whole thing Mm-hmm. I started to watch it and wanted to watch this first.
1: Yeah, I, I guess the only the only part um, where it could possibly go wrong is if they make Joshua Jackson, who plays the Michael Douglas character, more of a victim rather than kind of an architect of his it own totally sees, consequences. Yeah, because yeah, ultimately the the movie is about consequences of, of, from your actions you know like if, if but my, we
0: never learn what the consequences are like the movie just ends on a photo exactly. of him and his family
1: uh-huh well i yeah there's not much of a resolution you know there's not right. much of a a synthesis of how these things turned out I yeah it's it's in my mind like the happy family will never be happy again
0: Right. And whether or not they stay together, like, they're both murderers now.
1: Exactly. Like, at this point, the the family has been destroyed. And, I mean, it's any kind, it is, it's, it, it is ultimately, like, any of these, like, thrillers or tragedies or whatever like that, they have, it's an extreme version of a cautionary tale. Like, right. you know, don't sleep around, uh, or this might happen to you. It, you know it's it's the most extreme version of that um which taps into our 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 um, anxiety but at the same yeah. time we also recognize that it's a super extreme version of it.
0: Well, and it did. It did capture my anxiety. It did make me very anxious. Um, it was, I thought, not difficult. You know, not difficult to watch because it was paced very well, and it and it raised mm-hmm. the stakes pretty consistently. Uh, but it was hard to watch because you're not, you know, it's hard to root for anybody or or know what you want yeah, to see like, happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like even though I ultimate like you. W- A lot of times you don't you're I'm not I'm not rooting for Michael Douglas, but I'm rooting in a general way of if this happened to me, maybe by a scene by scene basis, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's the thing It's like we when he gets his car vandalized, it's not about the car. It's about being intruded on and being stalked and being someone aggressively hunting you. Yeah. When you least expect it. And so I felt anxiety there, not because I felt like Michael Douglas didn't deserve it, but I felt in a general sense, like if I had encountered that scene on its own, how would I feel? And that's so there's like a general empathy and putting yourself in those shoes. And then there's a more specific, which is, does Michael D- Douglas deserve this?
0: Kind of.
1: Yeah, kind of. So so well, I'm that's- not
0: sure that anyone deserves what he gets
1: correct correct and and that's why we end up siding with him more even though he was the one who made these mistakes
0: right so uh, how do you rate a movie like this on a scale of one boiled bunny to ten boiled <laughs> bunny
1: I don't want to boil anybody's. Um, so I'm gonna give it a 7.5 I think okay As just a really effective thriller. Okay. Um, there I mean, I deducting points, I guess, of why it's not an eight or whatever, it's the ending is a bit extreme. Yeah. Um, it does give us a catharsis. Um, but it is a bit extreme. Like, I feel like there could have been it's a tough, it's a tough one to crack. Like, I've I felt like it didn't like. I get why that that probably was the best option.
0: Mm. Um, and people loved this movie. It was like the number two, number three oh, yeah. movie of the year.
1: Yeah, and 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 I don't feel qualified talking about like how much of a um you know like debate this movie was over the people who cause it's it's again it's kind of like Wall Street. Like there's some people who who like, yes, greed is good. And, you know, she, the bitch deserved it. Like there's a lot of people who don't get the complicated shades of gray of the story and they just pick a side, you know? And they're like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, like you do feel the catharsis of the ending more for me, not as like, oh yeah, she deserved it. The witch is dead you know, Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. but more of the conclusion of a satisfying thriller.
0: Yeah. Which, um, yeah, I agree. So I, but I give it a little bit less. I give it 6.5 boiled bunnies because (laughs) I just thought it was like a little hard to watch, you know, because you're just like cringing the whole time, not Mm -hmm. out of anxiety, but just like, Oh, all of these people are bad people. Um, you know, except for the poor wife and, and daughter who, uh, had no say in the matter. So like those reasons made it hard to swallow, but it was, I thought a a well-paced, uh, pretty, uh, you know, anxiety riddled thriller. So I thought it was good, but I gave it a Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 6.5. What go ahead.
1: So let me ask you this. So what so knowing what the the original ending was and knowing what the reshot ending was, what could have have happened that what's another what's a third option?
0: Oh, I don't know. He uh, uh, co-parents with both of his ladies and. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh... <laughs> right. The uh, the comedy ending. Um yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Maybe it's, I kind of feel like they put it in a, like, so, okay. So she has to be defeated somehow, you know? I don't
0: know. Well, the thing is, is
1: that her killing herself and she wins, but he gets arrested. That didn't work. So she can't, so her killing him and getting away with it. Like that would have probably worked even less. Mm-hmm. So, if we're dialing between the two, like she either has to be arrested or she has to be killed. You know?
0: Well, I, but, you know, I don't know. I guess so. But I, I and I don't like the idea of her killing herself because that's just so dark and bleak, you know? Like the ending we got. We really feel like she can't help herself. You know, she can't help that she's escalated this far and that she has to escalate farther, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, it, it's feel at like this she point. She had a,
0: a break from reality when she's like, What are you doing here? He told me he loves me. He came to try and say goodbye to me, but he couldn't say goodbye to me because we feel the same way about each other. So, what are you still doing here? Like, you. Get the mm-hmm. sense that through her wonderful performance, through Glenn Close's really wonderfully unhinged performance, that she's had like a break from reality.
1: Yeah. And so you either have a moment of clarity where she realizes how far she's gone, and you would have to go back and reseed that in the story where you have, because at this point, uh, the, the way the movie is, is that she's just a shark. Like she just keeps moving forward. She doesn't have hesitation over her actions.
0: Well, when I thought like the part where she kidnaps the little girl and she's like, oh, "Give me a kiss," by is like she's trying to show that she can be a part of this parenting plan.
1: Right. She she is she's planning. She's seeing herself as future mom.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah, but she never is aware of how that what how far she's going is a bad decision like she she yeah. doesn't have those moments of regret so what and and so again like calling her like a shark it's kind of like she's the shark from jaws you know that she's all she's relentless and there's not the hesitation or doubt that she's going to do it and I feel like if we gave her moments of doubt and or hesitation or or thinking about it then it probably would have taken out, like, it could have left le- left us with an ending where she backed down. But I feel like it also would have taken a lot of energy out of the story.
0: Yeah, I know? agree. I, it was building to a point where the ending that they chose does make sense because it just, we needed something to happen. Mm-hmm. We needed something big to happen. Uh, Maybe they could it, have, boom.
1: yeah. Maybe they could have had foreshadowing with this gun where where michael douglas like like a half hour or 45 minutes earlier is like thinking about what he's supposed to do looks at you know and and we see him in the drawer look and discover not discover but to to look at the gun Mm -hmm. you know and at least give us a bit of a foreshadow <laughs> of that a gun exists in the story cuz it literally just manifests itself um
0: he he opens a drawer and sees it uh when he's on the phone with the police he opens a drawer and sees mm-hmm. it yeah and, uh, when, and you're when just he decides like, oh, it's too is, far yeah yeah this is bad parenting they just have a loose gun in a drawer in a junk drawer in your 80s house
1: right exactly um yeah, so, but, but maybe, maybe not.
0: What about a deep cut recommendation? What, uh, what were you thinking about when you were watching Fatal Attraction?
1: Um, so, so I would say if you are into these kind of thrillers, if you want to dive deeper into this kind of stuff and, and discussions about this kind of, uh, you know, these kind of like sexual thrillers, um, I would say a great, uh, a great podcast is um, "You Must Remember This" by Karina oh, Long- Longworth. Yeah, um, uh, and so she um, is currently doing a series about uh, erotic movies of the '90s, and so these are kind of like the movies that got kicked off because of Basic Instinct, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but she's done a previous season called erotic eighties about these kind of like sexual thrillers. Um, and she does a full episode um, and a much better job of, of going through all the research of everything on fatal attraction. Cause it was, it was the big hit of like, you know, in in my mind, like the big eighties sexual thriller of the eighties was Fatal Attraction and the one of the 90s was Basic Instinct or maybe Indecent Proposal, you know, but probably Basic Instinct. Both Michael All Douglas, right. you know. Both um Michael Douglas. Um, and so, yeah, if you just want to go down that she, and then she does, you know, if, if you're not into these types of movies, you're still going to find these fascinating, but she's done previous seasons that cover just a lot of interesting things. Like if you're into you know she she does all of like the golden age of cinema of, of yeah. the first century so
0: i love i love that podcast and i just downloaded a whole bunch of the erotic 90s i want to listen to it Yay. yes yes
1: and so uh yeah her podcast is great
0: um great recommendation now i think mine is dumb because the whole time <laughs> i was uh watching this movie i was thinking about the movie look who's talking
1: what what why
0: because the whole plot of look who's talking is like sort of like what if glenn close wasn't a a psycho uh uh person you Uh know she gets she gets knocked up by this boy she's having an affair with and she has to like live her life and like raise her baby and have her baby on her own. And it's kind of like, I kept thinking of it as the other side of this story. And I
1: I guess um, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I remember none of that.
0: No. Well, (laughs) she, the reason she is raising her baby alone is because she's having an affair with a sleazy married man who keeps saying he's going to leave his wife and, and like, doesn't leave his wife, you know? So she's, like, mm-hmm. finds herself pregnant and a, has a to great deal with it on her own. Oh, <laughs> I think it is! Also, it's yeah, a really no, good movie. I, yeah,
1: I think, I think this, no, I'm genuine, I think this is a great recommendation.
0: Okay. Look who's talking, which, by the way, we should do on this podcast. We haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a very <laughs> silly movie, but I was just like, well, you know, if here's there's the other ending for Glenn Close is that she has a look who's talking and she ends up with John Travolta.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: OK, so decides I decides to raise the baby on her own.
1: That's great. That's great. Double feature. I'm telling you, double feature.
0: Fatal attraction and look who's talking. Yes. <laughs> OK, well, uh, so where can people find you to support your filmmaking?
1: Yeah, um squishystudios.com is is still the the easiest route to check out like if you want to check out the the feature film that I've got that that's um going through film festivals right now the last movie ever made the link the links and all the social media stuff is there so that's still Excellent. the best
0: and you can find me at the neighborhood comedy theater, the place in downtown Mesa, Arizona, and on the social medias at most excellentpod.com or not.com at most excellent pod. Uh, you can find out more about us on true and listen to my other podcasts. Gank that drank a supernatural drinking game podcast and the cool time dice hour all on true story. FM. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking around to the end. If you are all the way here and you want to hang out with Nathan and Chrissy more, consider becoming a supporting member of the pod. uh, And you get all kinds of bonus content, which is a fun hangout with Nathan and Chrissy after the pod. Um, You're the best. We love you and appreciate you. And when you're out there in the world, please keep the most excellent 80s movies podcast motto in mind be excellent to each other and party Party on, on, dudes. dudes.